What's going on, everybody? This is Sean of Ross Like Music. And this is the Super Sunny Show. I'm La Molly. This is Blue and Green Radio. Hello and welcome along to this month's edition of the Music for Modern Living Radio Show, right here on Blue and Green Radio. You're locked in with me, Nigel Gentry. Confessions of a curly mind. Blue and Green Radio. You're listening to Steve Williams at UK5.org. Welcome to the Blue and Green Sessions. Ride the vibe with DJ Ronnie Ron. Twisted Soul with C.F. Smith. You're listening to the Blue and Green Podcast. And I hope you enjoy what we are going to say. Blueandgreenradio.com Welcome, welcome, welcome. You're listening to another episode of the Blue in Green podcast. My name's Imran. Thanks very much for tuning in. Uh, these podcasts uh, run in conjunction with the online internet London-based uh, Blue in Green radio. Uh, this is the uh, podcast series that runs in conjunction with that. And we'd love for you to check us out at www.blueingreenradio.com where you will find our complete uh, back catalogue of podcasts um, and our 24 hours a day, seven days a week, a radio stream featuring just the best of contemporary soul, jazz, funk, Latin and hip-hop music that we can find. Uh, so very much hope you'll check us out. Thank you very much uh, for checking this out. I assume you're listening right now. If you can hear my voice, then you're listening. Um, we have a really cool episode today. We are talking about protest music. I say we. Uh, this is myself uh, with our monthly visit to San Jose, California, where we talk to our, um, just oh, just the best. It's Rhonda. Uh, we connect every month and we talk music. We shoot the breeze. Um, we talk sort of being diehard uh, music fans, and we discuss our just our just unbridled, unrivaled uh, joy for uh, music. And uh, today's episode is really interesting because. We talked about the idea of having a conversation about protest music, and uh, I was really excited about it, and I know Rhonda was as well, um, but I think that there was an element of not really knowing where the conversation would go, and that's not really happened before, and I I think we both probably felt that this was going to happen, and I I, I wanted to have the conversation because I think protest music in itself is a brilliant uh, thing to discuss. Um, However, recent events in the States over the last four, five years, six years, um, have really inspired a huge surge of creativity um, and uh, where people have wanted to um, turn to their art to voice their um, their opinions, their disapproval, their disdain for recent events, um, primarily uh, the appointment of their uh, current uh, president. He obviously has inspired an incredible amount of um, protest anthems, shall we say. So it's, uh, uh, yeah, so I, I thought it would be a, an excellent conversation. But as I said, I didn't really know where the conversation would go. So obviously Ronda, being based in the States, is obviously going to have more to say on the matter that, than I am. So I, if the conversation does end up talking, it is a more of a politically based conversation but it is a conversation that is inspired by the art that we're talking about and um yeah it is a difficult conversation i I think recent events for both of us have kind of left us wondering about our place about where we fit in in the place that we basically call home so as i said i'm um well you know my name's imran so i'm a muslim uh my mother's greek cypriot my father is um uh, born in India to Turkish and Iranian parents. Neither of my parents were born in uh, the UK. I was. 
um, and I think recent events in the UK leave you kind of wondering where you fit in um, based on you know, certain, uh, based on our current political climate, which I imagine is very well known. Um, and then obviously, if we take that, those feelings of I don't know, isolation might be overdoing it. And then you compare it with, say, Rhonda's feelings about how she feels uh, uh, in the states right now. And I, I think it was it was interesting. And I, uh, um, yeah, well, I think it was an, it was an important conversation. I think this is a, this is a great episode. I think it's an it's, I think it's an important episode. I've, um, and I think yeah, I think these conversations are important to have. And uh, I, I'm glad we had it. And I I, I appreciate. Her, her honesty, her sincerity, and, and just sort of putting herself out there uh, in the way she does in this episode. And yeah, it just it makes it all the more special, I think. And um, I really hope people will get something out of it. And I, I think there is a lot to get out of it. When it comes to soul music, I think protest anthems are, are, are an essential conversation. I think they're, they're a, in of itself, it's a fantastic conversation to have. Because I, I actually think soul music that addresses the social climate, uh, it's it's important an arm for soul for soul music as love songs are and I, I think it has an incredible lineage and legacy of of artists like Marvin Gaye, Curtis Mayfield, James Brown who have voiced up and have made music that has lasted for 50, 60, 70 years um, and I think that that's that's really special and it's it's quite telling about what those songs have meant to people in various times um, so anyway it's a great conversation. I hope you enjoy it. Regular listeners will know that we play two songs uh, for these for these shows. So our guest, uh, which is obviously wonderful today, she will pick the closing number, and she has a, a brilliant pick, a wonderful, perfect pick. Um, for me, I'm going to pick a song that I absolutely knew I was going to pick as soon as the topic came up, and I, I knew this is exactly what I was going to play. Um, it is a song by a vocal uh, duo called Mel and Kim. They are based in the States. They're based in Brooklyn. They are signed to uh, Brooklyn's Dala Records, who are great friends of ours. Uh, Billy Orkstick, uh, as we've hooked up for several projects, we interviewed him for the website. Uh, he's uh, featured on our Get to Know Dala Records show, which is a dream come true. Uh, we've reviewed so many of their acts, including this one as well, uh, when this, uh, this single Bad Man came out in 2018. Uh, and I think it's um, it's a perfect song for the topic today. And as I said, this was always going to be the one I was going to play. So I hope you enjoy it, and um, I hope you enjoy the show. Uh, you uh, are always very welcome to find us at www.blueandgreenradio.com, and uh, we'd love to have your company. Thanks very much. Hope you enjoy the show. <laughs> Thank you. 
before before we jump in, if I may, I have to mm-hmm. to commend sure. you as always. I, I like I, I stumbled onto your recent SoundCloud uploads, and I think I messaged you to say like, "Oh my gosh, like I've, oh. I've fallen behind." They're just they're amazing, so much fun, so enjoyable. It's a perfect afternoon just to sit there and just headphones on and just let it go. So I, I, I always say, say to people that your SoundCloud uh, is like a treasure trove of just wonderful music and mixes. So uh, I, I'd like to thank you again uh, for, um, uh, for 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 time I've spent there, <laughs> which was oh, quite a bit well, recently. So, oh, well, uh, no, well yeah, thank no. you very much for that. Um, no, no. Yeah, I was feeling in a, a very festive mood going into uh the summer because you know i was going i was doing all this traveling so it's a lot yeah. of dance music and and stuff that you're, you're getting on the site right now because mm. you know i wanted to you know be in a fun mood so yeah that's what you know i can tell when i look at my my list like where my head was <laughs> when i uh <laughs> when i look at those but yeah i was clearly in a party mood so it was, it's fun Excellent. And I'm, thank you for giving your time. I'm glad you enjoy it. Always do, absolutely. Yeah, they'd yeah. escaped me a lot. Of, like a few had escaped me, and then I sort of thought, "Hang on." I thought my initial thought was, "Rhonda hasn't uploaded anything for a while." Then I looked. I thought, yeah. "Oh my gosh, no, she has." <laughs> They're yeah, awesome. To, so yeah. I'm happy. I uh, I um I I caught up. So yes, wonderful stuff as oh, always. Cool. Oh, I think. Oh, well, you'll have one today. I, I uploaded a new one today. So oh, I'm wonderful. Oh, okay, brilliant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah I look forward to that. That's good. Perfect. Excellent. Excellent. Well, as you alluded to, thank you firstly, thank you again uh, for your time today. I'm really, I'm really looking forward to this. I feel like I'm really over-prepared or under-prepared. I'm not really sure how how it's going to go, but I'm I'm super excited about, but it's such a length, it's such an expansive conversation in a way, because you're talking about Sorry, I've set this up badly. <laughs> Today we're discussing oh, no, protest no, no, okay. songs, obviously. Um, <laughs> yeah. a, a buddy of mine, I recorded a podcast with a buddy of mine a couple of episodes ago, and we were shooting ideas on what to discuss, and he he said protest songs, and I thought, oh, that's so good, but I'm not going to have that conversation with you. I want to have that conversation <laughs> with Rhonda. And, <laughs> because, and he's all, oh, what? <laughs> Thanks. No, but I... I I think, yeah, I just, I, I don't know. I just thought you would be the absolute perfect person to have this conversation with for several reasons. I think, firstly, your kind of, your knowledge on soul music and, you know, and what it means to you and that kind of attention that you have for it, that affection for classic soul music, dating all the way back to, you know, it being embedded in your family and you sitting there with headphones by the vinyl player and stuff like that. And so much of, like, protest music it excelled in in classic soul music from like your Scott Heron, yeah. James Brown, Marvin Gaye, Curtis Mayfield, you know. And I, I thought yes. from that from that exactly. perspective, absolutely, you, you're the person to speak to. But I, oh, I also, and you know, another part is I think I, I, the fact where where you are, you're in the states, and I kind of think events over the last few years have kind of given this conversation so much more perspective than those classic songs and artists that I just mentioned I think there's been so much happening in the past couple of years um, um, with uh, the appointment of uh, Donald Trump 
I was thinking of like four other mm. ways of saying his name, but uh, the the appointment of Donald uh, Trump as your uh, yes. as your president. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, we've never spoken about our political allegiances, so I'm I'm going to be oh. respectful and not assume oh, that you really haven't nice. voted me. Um, no, no. I mean, it's nice to do, to be respectful. I I mm. will have to try and do the same. So. Um, <laughs> I, I will be I will be respectful of the office. Um, my yes. my I did vote, so I, I can say that I didn't. Mm-hmm. I'll just let's just we're going to go at this. Let's go at this. Um, I did not vote for the right. the the president that's currently in office, but I will be respectful of the office itself. Yeah. Um, and so I can say it that way. Um, but. You're right. When we, um, <clears throat> in preparation uh, for this this conversation, I went back to to go across and and reacquaint myself with a lot of protest music, and then kind of search for what was going on now, and you know, in response to Donald Trump being in office, and you know, I'll be honest, I was pleasantly surprised to see that there was a a a large collection of music yeah. um, out there, which means people are, are using their voice to speak out and speak up for the things that they believe in. And, and that's, that's a good, it's like taking the baton from the Curtis Mayfields and the Marvin Gaye's and Stevie Wonders, those who have been speaking out Aretha Franklin, Billie Holiday, you know, that's those are batons where you carry forward, you know, fighting for what's right, and it's nice to see that. I, you know, I even stumbled across Michael Fronte. He, I didn't, I let it slip that he had a new Stay Human album. So it was nice to, you know, get back into that music and just be happy that it's there to support and and um, you know make me think and challenge me and then just you know yay it's there <laughs> right mm-hmm. um i know you had talked about you know our previous conversation too about sometimes what we're doing with music now is kind of isolation done in isolation right right and so it's nice to see that people are are using the medium to create a voice for people and and hopefully that helps keep the communal aspect of people coming together and and having something you know a soundtrack a song to unite and get behind there was a really weird thing um that's a great point by the way um but the the kind of in researching for it as well one of the weirdest things i kind of read it was just a perspective i'd never considered but they it was an article I forget, uh, I read so much stuff, I forget which one this actually is related to, but they were kind of going along with the idea that why bother in that you're not going to change someone's mind? And I thought, I don't think anyone that makes a song about something is ever really thinking of changing anyone's mind because I feel like you're talking to your audience and your audience is always going to sort of be on your side, you're kind of, there's a like-mindedness. You know, the idea of, I don't know, someone writing or, you know, currently making a song and thinking this will change everyone's ideas as opposed to it just being cathartic for me to vent, you know, how Mm. I feel about a certain situation. But the idea of changing someone's mind, I hadn't really 
I don't think I really considered that before. It it can. I, I um it just depends on the person and, and if they're open to receiving mm. um the message. Right. And and I think that's what is powerful about music. Um but you have to be open to it, right? Mm. And I remember I was telling you about the accidental music, right? You walk into a store yeah. and you go by somewhere and you you hit something. So yeah, maybe that person initially didn't. Most of the time, these artists don't know who their audience is at the time they're creating what they're creating. They, they're this is something that's for them that they put together, and then they release it, and then you hope that there's someone out there that what you're saying, what you're expressing is resonating with someone else, right? With any song that they make, right? Um, So the fact that you even have audiences that, you know, your own fans that, you know, might resonate more to it than other people. But the fact is those people resonated. So yeah, that, that I, I would have to say that it can change people's minds. Right. That's why you do have the popular artists like a Stevie Wonder that could write songs even today that move you. Right. Hmm. So um, but if you if you don't listen to that type of music, then I guess, yeah, um, it will never cross your path. And I I don't know what to say about that. I mean, it, it's up to each one of us to want to to want to take a chance and and open themselves up to something else yeah and kind of like you say about um i suppose it, it's sort of an interesting point about you know when you go from changing people's minds to you know when you look at the um sort of the contemporary uh sort of element of protest songs i think eminem's mm-hmm. um freestyle which was aimed at donald trump and he addressed his yeah. own fans where he had said if you vote for Donald Trump or if you consider yourself a fan of him then you're not a fan of mine you know he's kind of went the opposite way and it was sort of that kind of excommunication of um you know I don't know that there wasn't an attempt I guess to change anyone's (laughs) mind he drew that line in the sand which was bold I guess in a way because I I mean thinking about it there probably is a lot of crossover there there probably were a lot of fans of of his that were maybe younger and who had uh who had voted for donald trump i'm not really sure but i guess he went the other way as opposed to he didn't want to change anyone's mind he made up his own well yeah and in change in making up his mind he in effect put a a a line in the sand because he stood for he he stood up for what he believes in right and that can challenge someone, right? And where you, because like sometimes people are oblivious, right? Willfully or not, I'm. That's another topic, but it might have provoked his his listening base. It provoked the press to talk about it too, right? If you didn't see, you know, him talking and 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 doing his freestyle live, um, and with the power of YouTube, if people recorded it, people could see it you know, even if you missed it real time. But that's part of what protest music is about. It's supposed to provoke you, right, out of your slumber to look at the realities that people are facing and hopefully you'd be motivated to change something in the world, change something in you to provoke changing the world, right? Mm. 
and I'm getting, you know, philosophical, but you know, that that's what he did. Sometimes if you don't stand for anything, you'll fall. If you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. Right. Mm -hmm. So he's aware of his base and it's kind of like even Dave Chappelle. It's like, it's, it's one thing to laugh with me. It's another to laugh at me. And when you realize that, you know, are my actions, am I creating an environment that says this, this type of behavior is okay? then I, I got to stop that. And that's kind of what Eminem was doing. He's like, um, no, I don't stand for that. And if you do, then we're not in the same sphere. We need to break away from each other because that I don't stand for. What was some other kind of other contemporary kind of uh, like songs that you had encountered or have you had you encountered any other kind of contemporary songs where you, you know, where the, the statements were so, so clear and their attentions were so clear about what where they stood with things that sort of as protest songs. Oh well, well you know when I was researching this, I for, I completely forgot about fuck Donald Trump, right? Because <laughs> that was on <laughs> while he was running uh, for for office, and I'm like I remember that song, and then you know you get caught up in the snowball of what Donald Trump has done in terms of news coverage and. Twitter. I think he single-handedly saved Twitter. Um, and that's why they let him keep tweeting, right? Because, I mean, yeah. financially they were, you know, and he's kept them relevant. So um, he's kept a lot of people relevant. This is the problem, right? Mm. Is that he's feeding lots of families. So while they're saying, no, 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 I'm, you know, I can go home and feed my family at night because I'm writing about this you know, so I don't know. People have to make a decision there. But um, yeah, but I, when I went back, I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember that song. And and that was going on while he was being, you know, during uh, when he was, you know, out before he was elected. That's what I want to say. And so it really started back then. And, and it just kept going from then on. Um, I actually didn't talked know about that it song. Briefly. Oh, you didn't? I, oh, no, yeah. I completely. Yeah. I only discovered it a couple of days ago. Um, okay. And I just thought, how, how did that completely pass me by? I have absolutely no idea how I missed that. But, but yeah, well, that's a yeah. that's a heavy one. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 it is. If people go back, and well, and that's part of this, right? I completely forgot because the the like I said, the snowball that is Donald Trump you get caught up in that. There's, there's a lot to miss. Mm. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, um, and then, uh, there, there, and you, the other thing, you know, we were talking about, this is America, right. From yes. Uh, Childish Gambino. That's another one that was really popular for me, moved me personally. Um, but there's other songs that, um, I know I'm very biased in my perspective, but other cultures have been speaking out because he's affecting them, right? Mm -hmm. And so to see that up, you know, um, music from other cultures speaking out uh, is a good thing too. And I haven't listened to as much of that type of music or those different genres, but I'm just excited to see that voice happening. And even to see like hip hop, being used by other cultures to help speak out and give a voice to what, you know, people are feeling uh, within this country and around the world. Yeah. You know, the there Trump was, um, 
I mean, sort of going back to the the Childish Gambino song again. I mean, yeah, it's such a. I can't. I don't. I think I saw it at the same time. I saw the video at the same time as as the song. So I hadn't heard. I don't think I've ever heard the song actually without seeing the video. Um, okay, but it's such a. A, a very it's a very visceral that's usually the word that you know whenever i have to describe it it's such a a visceral uh, uh combo of in terms of that that video and that that song i mean it's incredibly powerful like it's it's yeah it has a it has a huge effect i think it's in, it's it's genius it's everything about that is genius but there was another one i found i'm not sure if you've heard it i i, I hadn't um I'm heard of it. again this is another one I discovered just a few days ago but it's Joyner Lucas does that name Joyner Lucas uh-huh yeah yes he did a song I'm not racist have you heard that oh yes 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 oh, um gosh wow Joyner Lucas like, again, is pretty amazing a... yeah oh really that's uh, that's the one and only song of his I've I've heard I've just discovered the him a couple of days ago and like that is what an incredible work of art that is yeah um, and amazing um for him to because the video is shot with you know other actors they're, it's not him he, they're singing his voice but um to to have both sides speak to each other yeah and and state basically their stereotypes the way their perspective was shaped by yeah. stereotypes and how they see each other um and to vent it, right? Because that—that's what I'm talking about. Sometimes when this country has to deal with race, at some point, um, it will. If not, it—it it keeps. Um, I think it contaminates what. It, so you have what democracy is supposed to stand for, and then you have what this country was based upon. And as long as it doesn't deal with its sins, it's—it's it's very um, hypocritical. That's what I can also say. Hmm. And um, as much as, you know, I'm not um, pleased with Donald Trump being president, he's also a reflection of this country. So I think many people, you know, they like to point at him and say, oh, he's racist. He's this. He, he, he's that. But he's only reflecting America. There are countries outside looking at us that see us and in, in, in this country's behavior and its actions toward them, that it's not just him, right? And it happened before him. And, and, and if we don't get it together, it's going to happen after him. And so that's what I said. America's going to have to atone for its sins, right? Um, it's just, you know, I, I, had, I had to do a lot of soul searching even with me and my, you know, animosity toward him and, and um, his actions that he does on a daily basis so much so that I, I don't, I never really watch the news, but I definitely don't watch it. And, and I don't get caught up in the, the noise. Mm. Um, but I'm very much aware that people are suffering in this country and so much of a, is not even looked upon or addressed because we're caught up in this mania. Um, yeah, so. he sort of has kind of positioned himself. I mean, I think if you were to ask two people like living in the States, what were the five craziest things Donald Trump has done? They would have, there's a, there's a strong possibility that they would each have five different things. Yeah. 
Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's yeah. it's it's the type of and that's the amount. It's like he can do something that is just insane, and then the next week it's forgotten because he's topped it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, he's topped I what do. he did last week, and uh-huh. it's kind of interesting because, like, I feel like it, with with the UK and and the states that there's there's a lot of similarities at the moment. Oh. I think with yeah. both uh, politically. Yeah. Yeah, have yeah. you? I don't know how how much you're um, 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 sort of clued in into what's sort of happening here, but I guess both of our countries have politically have sort of been moved into, I, I guess, fairly right wing territory. And you use the term yeah. soul searching, you know, and I think I kind of have that as well, where you kind of have to wonder where you fit in now, yeah, you know, because it's things have moved in a very obvious direction, and mm-hmm. it's. And you kind of you you have to ask what those votes, for example, what they mean. What what do these results mean for you and for me? You know, and right. where 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 we kind of fit in. How how does that kind of impact on on you? You said you you had to kind of do some soul searching as a result. Where do you kind of stand with the, the kind of you know the place you call home? Well, um, I. I... I'm fortunate that I live in a blue state um, because so right now our, our Supreme court is, is very, very conservative. And so states are now taking it upon themselves to start dismantling civil liberties and rights in their states, daring people to challenge the laws. Cause these are now going to be laws on their books. Um, because if you fight it and you go to the Supreme Court, they can make it the law of the land, right? So I'm watching this right now and I'm very saddened. Um, and uh, um, Kamala running for office, I she's not my pick. I'll just put that out there now. There's some things <laughs> about her own stance um, with African-Americans and I can't abide by. Um, and well, she's do she's not doing herself any favors now the way she's running anyway. So she's a bit perplexed. She, if she stays in the race, that's fine. But the more she presents herself as not even prepared for the office, it, it will not hurt my feelings. Feelings. So I'll go on record with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's really important to me about the the relationships that I foster with my friends and my family. Um. I watch the um, the disparity in, in wealth inequality that's going on, and it's getting worse. Um, there's a lot of problems that, you know, there are some things that Donald Trump was able to tap into because he, he gave voice to those that weren't being listened to. Um, and then he used that to his advantage to cater to the wealthy of this country. Um, but those those people are still struggling, and it's going to get worse before it gets better. Unfortunately, because we're we're not tapped into our humanity. I think we're losing our that, and um, you know, there's parts of this this country you know I could fly over and that'll be fine for me because I just know. Mm-mm. Some people are like, you don't you want to drive across? No, there's some states I don't need to visit. That's okay. I'm good. <laughs> Um, 
but it's gotten to the point where I have to like, okay, um, this is a, what, what, what are your, what are your views and how do you treat me as a human? Because if you're not going to be that, then I can't have you around me. Right. I mean, I really, mm. I think it's the more emboldened he gets, the more people, I mean, you know, people going into church to shoot up people, you know, we have police that are still, you know, um, police brutality. I mean, there's a lot of things that, um, I don't know. I I'm hoping for the best here, but it, it, each one of us has to, to stay, hold on to, as, uh, Michael Fonte says, you got to stay human. You got to figure, figure that out. Um, but I, I did, you brought up a good point because, you know, you're going through this where you're at. What, what are the protest songs like there? I actually try to look into it. And I, I think the only things I can find are that, that kind of typical F you response, oh, you know, that people will okay. take in this song. Yes. There was, okay. um, I, do you know what I mean? And, and sometimes I kind of yeah. think, come on, you can do better than this. You know, like, yes there's 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 cleverer ways to 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 sort yeah. of make your your point than just a few it's like okay great <laughs> you know you, you made your point you're a hero now you and your friends are, yeah. must be very proud yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was um like the, the only the, like i think probably the most prominent one i have to confess i don't know exactly what he did but there's a uk mm-hmm. rapper called stormzy who headlined oh. uh, a huge uh, festival here uh, called Glastonbury, which I'm sure you've you've heard of. Uh-huh, um, yes. He headlined it uh, like a month or so ago, and oh. he um, attacked uh, Boris Johnson, who at that okay. point wasn't the prime minister yet, but he was kind of the odds-on shoe-in uh, to to get the role. And he had um, he made some kind of statement. Uh, towards Boris Johnson during his set and it kind of drew controversy um, but then you know 10 tweets could constitute controversy you know so just 10 people on Twitter saying no you shouldn't have done that then it's news you know so it kind of drew controversy and I think people were sort of like that wasn't the place for it or you know and 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 that kind of response but I, I don't necessarily I don't know if you want to say something, then of course say it. But um, there's, as I, said, I, I think there's, um, there's, there's incredible ways of doing it. You know, ways that you know it, where it stays in your mind for for days afterwards, like 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 the Donald right. Glover or the the Join the Lucas examples. You know, so yes. I have to confess, I don't know exactly what he did. I think it was just a, okay. like a few thing, but that's I yeah. When I do my intro, I will look it up and I will have okay. A, okay. a factual okay. based response. Uh, ah. But um, but yeah, yeah, I actually can't think of. I tried to look in. I couldn't find a huge amount of okay of of. Of examples, like uh, in sort of from the from the UK creative perspective of of how people have responded to things like Brexit and the rise of like Nigel Farage and things like that. Yeah. And um, yeah, no, I was the, I, and they said I was disappointed. I couldn't find any, but uh, oh. yeah, I couldn't. Really, <laughs> okay. which is no, good no. or bad, I don't know. But um, um, the funniest thing, like I remember when. Again, going back to the states for a moment, but which I, uh-huh. again I think it's still a, a point over here as well. But you know, uh, I imagine you're familiar with Seth Meyers, who I'm a real fan of. Yes, he uh, on his late night, like he is like uber liberal. He is incredibly liberal, um, and and a great voice. 
uh, for so many uh, so many others. And um, his show is, is a great indictment of, uh, of, of uh, diversity, etc. And mm-hmm. he, you know, he's I guess he's quite famed on his show for really attacking Donald Trump. And he said something that really resonated with me. I think it was pretty much the first show he did after Donald Trump's appointment. And he had said he was upset. I think he was nearly in tears um, at one point when he was summarizing what this means for America. And he had said um, what we have to come to terms with is this level of frustration that we feel now is probably how others in this country have been feeling over the past say eight years you know and I you know obviously I don't agree with that level of frustration for example but I remember thinking that's that's the other side of it and I kind of thought wow like I I I would never have I don't know how to say it but I wouldn't have considered that but I thought that was quite an, an interesting point that it's I guess it's it has changed now and you know and me I know Seth Myers yourself, and we would say that this result, etc., was wrong. But while people now say it's right, they obviously had years now where they themselves weren't weren't happy with the way things were for whatever those reasons were, you know. And I, I thought it was an interesting perspective well, on on sort um, of the other side, if that makes any sense. Well, I mean, if they're just going to talk about the Obama years, then they're doing themselves a disservice, but okay. Um, mm. No, no, I, yeah, I, I agree. You know what I'm saying? So, but I mean, but but I did touch upon that. I mean, there are people suffering in this country. And if, um, and so this is where you're getting the backlash from immigrants and, and giving things to other people when, when I'm struggling. See, that that's what happens, right? When you don't take care of your own house, right? Are you you pick over the fence at somebody else's what they're doing, not doing, and you're not taking care of your own, right? You create this when people feel uh, threatened by the other. Um, it builds this hostility. Um, I don't want to limit it to eight years. So that's why I'm, that's my only concern about that mm. specific time. Right. Frame. Um, because it was happening before then. Right. Um it's just a matter of when you when it hits you. See, that's what I was saying. If America doesn't deal with its ugly, at some point it's going to have to. So you thought it was okay until it touched your life. Now you're upset, yeah. right? And I'm like, well, hello. It's it's you know, 400 years. Get in line. So you know, there's you <laughs> yeah, know, and then yeah, native yeah. natives are like, well, this was my land completely, and it was taken yeah. from me, right? So I mean, America has a lot to deal with. It just refuses to do so. Um, but at some point, if it doesn't, I'm like this. This, um, what's what's really sad is that if America really could take care of its citizenry, you're talking about a real live melting pot. When you look at the world, right? There are some countries that have different cultures, but I mean, we really do, and it's really like even in my area is an example of that. Hmm. And that's the best of what humanity can do when people learn how to live with each other. We do have different cultural experiences, but but internally, we're you you got your the blood. Your blood is the same color as my blood. You want to raise your children and have them 
have a great education. You want them to be able to grow up and be whatever they want to be and be great citizens to the world and to the, you know, and to themselves. There's certain things you want to have clean water, right? You don't want to have feces coming up out of your backyard. I mean, America is, we're doing, we're having third world problems in this country because we won't invest in our infrastructure. And that would create jobs, which would help a lot of these people's frustrations when they take economics out of a community and now you're struggling and can't feed yourself. This is what I'm saying. You're losing your humanity. And and what is it that we can we have to have GoFundMe to take care of someone because our country doesn't consider giving health care to people, their fellow citizens. Oh, that's not a right. Well you have to pay for it anyway. Right. But if I'm if I'm selling you insurance that that my my business is going to be affected because I'm you know, I won't need that middleman if I had middle, you know, Medicare for all. Right. It's it's just some of our priorities are just warped. And that's what I'm talking about. I have to do my own soul searching. Right. So that I can you know, learn, continue to be a good guest on this planet. Um, you know, because in the bigger picture, the world existed before me. The world will exist after me. It's about what I do while I'm here, right? And uh, I just, I see, I've already been seeing the fabric of this country come apart. It's it's up to us to decide what we're going to do about stopping that and changing the trajectory. Um, when 9-11 happened, um the world essentially stopped, right? Because it happened here. Um, we had an opportunity at that point to to go to to go for the better and, and use it to really join the country, join the planet, because everybody was waiting to see what we were going to do. And they let us act like a little a little baby throwing a tantrum. They let us go to war, and we've been at war ever since, right? We're bombing countries. We're killing people. This is, you know what I'm saying? This is, how do you, how do you turn this off? How do you go back and look at something better? Right? I mean, this, we're talking Mm -hmm. about your, I don't have children. I have nieces and nephews, but you have children. This is, this is their world. What are we doing? Right? Do we think this is Mm -hmm. really okay? I hope not. But I, but then I look at the actions that people are doing and I'm, I don't know. So right now I can, I can agree with the F you Donald Trump because, <laughs> <laughs> because what he's doing is giving voice to us not being human to each other. And I, I'm pissed off about that part. Yeah, yeah. I'm done. I'll pass it back to I'm you. I'm sorry. I suppose <laughs> I this I conversation answered. could only have gone one way, couldn't it? <laughs> no. Well, no, no. I mean, it, but that's what protest songs are about, right? If you. Yeah. Um. That's what you're, you know, we're talking about these songs. I didn't make the song. I just played it. So, you know, um, but it's the effects of where we're going right now. It's, it's not pretty if we, and, and I look at the election cycle, I'm looking at the Democrats and I'm like, wow, if you guys don't get in touch with um, the citizens, the citizens of this country, we're going to have him for another four years. And that. He's just going to be more emboldened and the people who vote for him are just going to be more emboldened. Right. So it's going to get uglier before it gets better. And, um, P 
people forget that only half of the electoral, I mean, the, the people who could vote in 2016, only half of our population voted. So that means only wow. 25% of our voting population put Donald Trump in office. So that means three quarters of our voting population are out there. And it's up to the Democrats to, to put forth a candidate that resonates with those three quarters. Otherwise, he's, he's you know, I, uh, we'll, have, we'll, ha- we'll be able to have another podcast and, and, you know, <laughs> on this yeah. subject. And uh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, trade wars and because <laughs> he just hit the market on Friday with his tariffs. With, with China and Europe. I'm like, in Mexico, I'm like, okay. Canada, you know, yeah, whatever. Um, it, well, actually, this is more freeing for me. I was, wor- I didn't know where we were going to go with this conversation. So no, I, I know we haven't really talked <laughs> talk about, I know we talked about a few songs that are really critical and I'm, I'm glad that the artist, especially Childish Gambino, because you're right, visually, um, what he did in that video was, you know, amazing. I, and I'm, I'm really grateful that people are speaking and giving voice. So I don't want us to, you know, I'm going to go off on this political tirade and, and not give attention to those and, and thank them for um, voicing their opinions and their thoughts mm-hmm. and, and adding to our soundtrack. Cause that's essentially what this is. It's like, you have a soundtrack for this. Right. At first I was like, I, I, I remember like the, the Curtis Mayfields and, you know, having that soundtrack, James Brown, right. That, that was our soundtrack in the sixties. And, and, um, so it's, I'm glad we still have that, 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 um, avenue is still available to us to use art in a way to provoke people. So I think, I think good art should, provoke those yeah i mean you talk about that kind of classic era of soul i mean it's it's sort of shocking that 50 60 years ago that song was about that time period are still frighteningly relevant today oh yeah and that Mm -hmm. that's that's you know i i I think you know like even marvin Gaye's just the question of what's going on i feel like in a really sad way we're, we're just destined to continually ask that question which is horrific in its own way. Yeah. Um, well, uh, you put greed before humanity, right? I mean, when is enough enough? I don't know. I really don't know. Uh, you know, I, I have clean water. I get to be grateful that I have clean water coming out of my tap, <laughs> you know, and uh, I mean, these are basic things, right? That, you know, other people don't have. It's, uh, yeah, and that, that that was the other reason why. I mean, the eight years, I'm like, no, like, just like what you said, what what Marvin Gaye wrote, that was more than eight years ago. So mm-hmm. that, that pain is still there. Th- those those issues are still there. We, we really need to, you know, look in the mirror and, and see what we're projecting out, right? I, I really don't want it to get worse before it gets better. I really don't. I have a vote. I, I will use it. I'll tell you that. Um, because that that's, that's you know, one of the things I can do. I can make mixes that, you know, when my brain is not out partying and having fun with the summer, 
you know, I can, I can put things together in an interesting way and I hope that it provokes people, right? You know, um, together we rise. That was one of the things when I was really, when I was more into, you know, I was, you know, that was my response, the, one of the mixes I put together so I could speak to this because at that moment it was going through my head, how was I going to address this? What was I going to say? And I found, you know, different artists that allowed me to put it together. Um, cause we, we have to reach for something bigger and better. That's, that's kind of where I'm, I'm looking at it. Um, yeah. Kind of seems like a perfect point to probably end <laughs> on. Cool. Wow. It went so quick. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, on that note, what would be a perfect song to, to close us out? Oh, um, I, this was hard, you know, um, I went through a couple of selections. I almost went with Michael Franti, but in, in light of um, Donald Trump and his his mantra now, go back to where you came from. <laughs> um, my my selection is is going to be um, from Gary Clark Jr. This land. Just in case you think I'm lying 